the third episode of Monster Time with Casey and. Alright, this is Takiaki. Okay, today's episode will be on Machiavellianism. And I'm sorry, this episode is kind of late. I was moving around a lot and it's really my fault. So... Yeah, it's right, it's right. You know, like we, we just took like a month long break, but uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be uh, recording podcasts like weekly from now on. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But, you know. Yeah. This is just like a side project for us, so. Yeah. All right. Should we uh, get started with the um, the news story soon? Okay. So the first news story is that Biden tightens some gun control. Okay. Have you heard about this? Yeah. Like I, I like <coughs> saw it on like Reddit, like yeah. a few days ago, I think. But like I actually like don't know much about it. So Biden tightened regulations for buyers of ghost guns, which are homemade firearms that are usually assembled, and they oh. often don't have um serial numbers. So they can't be traced. So Biden is mm. making some rules to regulate that. But mm. he's also saying that um, because his late son died due to, you know, gun violence, he will mm. be keeping an eye out for gun control. Mm. Interesting. I think this is like the first time we've, uh, this is like our first time talking about gun control on um, this podcast so like yeah that's true what wh- what's what's your um opinion on gun control i i think i can i know but like you know no i am very much against guns right but so you're yeah, for I'm, gun control right yeah i am for gun control how about you <laughs> um in general yeah i am like you know like <clears throat> uh you know like for gun control, but I, I do also feel like, um, because, oh god, I, I really don't want to talk about, I'm like, <gasps> you're the one who uh, wait, 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 I, I like cut the spot out, okay. I, I like cut like the part of like me, you know, like suffering and stuff like that, but, but, um, I, I also well, don't I like the idea it. of like the government banning or like prohibiting people from like owning guns. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it should be, like, a cultural thing, rather than, like, a thing that's, like, prohibited by law. I get what you're trying opinion. to say, though, but yeah. I also feel like that's going to take a long time for people to, like, re- not relearn, but I think it's just such a normal thing now. Mm. Yeah. And, like, people do use it for violence, so I am against guns. True, true. I mean, like, in, in general, though, I think, like, I think, um... You know, like gun control laws are effective, like they they do work. Mm-hmm. That's like you know, like it's like it's it's been proven in like a lot of countries. Like for example, yeah. like you know, like Australia, um, mm-hmm. Australia banned um guns, mm-hmm. um in the nineties or the eighties, I think, when they had like a mass shooting there. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, since then they've had uh, almost like no, um, you know, like shootings. So yeah, it's so, like gun control laws do work. It's just that um, yeah, yeah. They do work. So, and you know, I also if, feel if like if yeah. they're not going to, you know, ban guns or whatever, I think mm-hmm. there should be stricter regulations in order to, like, get, you know, um, yeah. their, like, people's license. Yeah, well, I, I think, guns. yeah, I think there should be, like, you know, like, universal background checks. Yeah, exactly. And I think it should be stricter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in um, general, I think. I, I think <laughs> we both agree on that. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, um, yeah, like, Biden's uh, move here, I think I mm-hmm. think it's 
it's, it's I think it's a step in the right direction. And he's also going to tighten regulations on pistol stabilizing braces, like the one used in um, Colorado in a shooting last month. Oh, what is it? The, um, the one that, like, the, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's good, but... Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, do you have, like, any other news stories? Yes, I do. Um, oh, these right. are, like, Japanese news, though. So, okay. people from, like, overseas might not, you know, be aware of mm-hmm. these. But, uh, leukemia survivor wins another Olympic swimming berth. This has been on the news recently. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, and there's, like, new commercials up with her. Um, Rikako Iki. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't actually know her I'm name. I'm not but, sure how yeah. to pronounce her name, but Rikako-san is a swimming star who recovered from leukemia and claimed a Tokyo Olympics berth in the women's 4 by 100 freestyle relay on Thursday. That's After. honestly amazing, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. Like, for, like, a leukemia survivor to, like, you know... Like, I think it's only been, like, a, um, like a year since, like, she... You know, she's gotten, like, completely, like, cured. Yeah, yeah, and so many people so, are talking about her on the news, and it's really amazing to see something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you know, because the Olympics will be taking place this year, right, in Tokyo. That's what we're <clears> hoping <throat> for, but we're not sure right now. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, like, she'll do well in the Olympics this year, in the Games. Yeah, yeah. Starting in, what, like, July, I think? In, like, three months? Really? Yeah, yeah. I did not know about that. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, That's hopefully, they'll, like, you know, like, they'll, you know, like, actually do it this year. But, uh, yeah, you know, that's not... Sure, but... Yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's not really looking good, though. <laughs> not now, looking since, good uh, for all stockers yeah. there, but, you know. Yeah, since uh, the number of uh, COVID cases in, uh, not in, New Zealand, in Japan has been going up, so... Yeah. But, you know, hopefully we'll be able to, like, you know, actually, uh, watch the games this year. Oh, yeah, right. Wait, I have <coughs> another set of news. I'm sorry, this, mm-hmm. is, this is taking a while. Um, do you know about the um, story with Princess Mako's boyfriend? Wait, 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 wait. It's been on the news, like, the, like every day. Pr- wait, Prince Harry? No. What? No, pr- Princess wait, Mako, wait, niece of Japanese Emperor. Oh, oh, Mexico. that one. Yeah, yeah, in Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you said Mako. Like, Mega Map, like, Megan no, Marcus, no, not like, Marco. Oh, okay, yeah. Princess Marco. In, in Japan. Yeah, like, yeah. I've, like, heard, like, some things about, like, this, but uh, I actually don't know what's going on. So, um, in Japan, this is, like, big news, but the boyfriend and former fiancé of Princess Marco, she's the niece of the uh, Japanese emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Princess Marco and her boyfriend met in college, but, mm-hmm. and they stated that they're expected to get married soon but then um things came out about the prince that mm-hmm. are leaving a lot of people to like go be against the marriage mm-hmm. saying that um his mom uh borrowed money from her former boyfriend that helped him go to college and stuff so then uh, people are, are concerned about that I, i'm really not sure what the big deal is to be honest because it's not really involving the actual boyfriend but his mom and i don't think that's really fair for him or princess mako you know what i'm saying well yeah yeah 
I mean, like, I don't... I, I really don't get, like, why people get, like, so... Involved. Like, why people are so interested in, like, um, you know, like, the royal family. Like, you know, yeah. in Japan or, like, in, in Britain. Like, I, I really don't get, like, all the drama, you know, like, surrounding, like, yeah. you know, like, the different stories. You know, in, like, the British royal family, you know, like, obviously we had some uh, controversies surrounding you know, Prince Harry and uh, Megan. And, you know, like, in Japan as well. Like, I, I don't really get, like, why, like, the media, like... Uh, I don't understand needs... why it's so important to, like, talk about his mom. It's not like he did anything, you know what I'm saying? But, true, true. I, I, I think his mom's a single mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I've and heard, apparently, yeah. like, she borrowed money from the ex-boyfriend and whatnot. Yeah. But I don't see what the big deal of... Uh, having to relate with his marriage at all but. yeah well like you know it's like the imperial family so like you know yeah, they yeah, i guess i guess they, they really don't want it's like anything the, to yeah they're really old-fashioned the yeah. imperial family in japan so they really want to like you know i like, mean any imperial stay away family, i guess from, well i guess so yeah but they really want to like you know like stay away from like you know like controversy and stuff like that so um sorry last news article is oh yeah really sad but two men were arrested after punching asian couples at the ontario mills mall Mm -hmm. in canada so yeah okay well let's like i I think this 34 and 31 years old punched an Asian, asian couple multiple times like why well, I think this is like an issue that needs to be talked about now because, like, you know, we're both Asian, yeah. and um, th- I know that there have been like a lot of uh, like anti hate, like Asian hate protests yeah. in America, and I yeah. think there's been one in um, uh, you know, where I'm from, New Zealand as well, in Auckland, and um, I, th- it's wait, okay, okay, ha- Casey, have you um experienced any um like racism yeah like racist like yeah like incidents before like um i have but not concerning corona like after corona because i haven't been back to states because i wasn't able to go back like because of corona Mm -hmm. but i have experienced you know discrimination before right right because like even when i lived in new zealand like it's I've had, uh, you know, like, even when I was in, like, um, you know, like, when I was, like, um, you know, like, like, you know, walking around the town or something, like, mm-hmm. I've had uh, people, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, say things, yell things, like, you know, like, go back to China and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, it does feel, like, a bit demeaning. Yeah. When it, it, it does, like, bum you out. Even, like, you know, like, when... I'm sure, like, I think, like, most Asian people, like, who's, like, you know, like, lived in, like, Western countries have experienced racist incidents like this. Right, it's a bit, yeah. it's a bit sad. It's a bit pathetic, to be honest. You know, it like, when really people is. say stuff like that. Like, uh, I really don't know, like, why people, I mean, like, they, you know, I like think, they must. And I think that, um, like, there are such things as, like, 
like, as people say, like, Asian privilege because we aren't really colored and, like, we, Mm -hmm. you know, are paler. But I don't think, because a lot of people have been saying, like, mentioning that in, like, news articles and stuff about how, like, Asians don't get a lot of, like, representation in the community for being discriminated towards mm-hmm. do, like do you get what i'm saying like yeah yeah well, i like, feel like I, I we're kind of like ignored when we talk yeah. about racism like when people yeah. are talking about minority groups and people who are you know have been not treated very fairly we don't talk about asians a lot because of the fact that we do have like you know that a little bit of privilege for being light skinned, you know. Exactly, but like that that doesn't mean that like we can't be like victims of like hate crimes. Now, I, I think that's yeah, an exactly. issue that like uh, that's like um. And I think a lot of articles downsize the amount of racism we you know receive because of this. Like mm-hmm. I've seen multiple news sources that talk about like the way Asians are treated as not downplaying their experience but saying that they don't have it as bad and that is true but that doesn't mean like that we don't experience racism on like uh like not a date i, I mean it matters on the person but like mm-hmm. on a regular basis you know? well i think i think he um the issue that mm-hmm. I, I think this is like an issue that's mostly in america mm-hmm. and um it's that like um racism against asians have been downplayed by the media. It has. Like, it's it's really obvious when, you know, because there, there were, like, stories in America about, um, you know, like, how, like, Harvard was, um, was uh, purposefully rejecting Asian students. Yeah, yeah. Because they had too many Asians at the school. Yeah. It's, it's painfully obvious that the media has been ignoring uh, race, like, racism against Asians in America yeah. for, like, um, years now. Just because it doesn't fit the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit like the mainstream narrative that mm-hmm. you know that white people have been you know like racist against black people for like you know like decades, which is true, right? It's yeah. true, but like that doesn't mean that like racism against like like Asians or like even like racism against like white people don't exist. Yeah. Right, and I I think yeah I think like the media really. Um, fucked up on this one. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think like the culture in America really puts an emphasis emphasis on racism against black people, which is important. Like it it's is really important, important that we we talk I about think, you know like I think how... people just forget about like how it it's not like a it's not just one thing. Does that make sense? Like, right, right. I it's not like a, a race. Lot of people... It's not a race. It's not a competition to see like exactly, you know like yeah. who's like you know like m- the most discriminated. Yeah. In society. But I think that the media should focus a little bit more on what we experience as like mm-hmm. a whole. As, for me, as an Asian American, and you know other Asians living abroad, mm-hmm. exactly, we should get exactly. more representation. But yeah, I do feel when like it's like you know like I've experienced like you know. Uh, racist remarks 
you know i've mm-hmm. i've heard people you know say like go back to china and new zealand mm-hmm. even though i'm not from china but um yeah uh, it does feel like a bit dehumanizing when people say those kinds of stuff you know it yeah. makes you feel like you um have less value as an individual and yeah. as a human being because of your race ethnicity yeah and it's really sad yeah. to hear from like people around me to like be careful of going back home like my home because i'm right. Asian. because right now in hawaii a lot of um americans from the state are traveling there and so a lot of my relatives told me that not a lot of asian people are going there because of the fact that they're scared that they're you know you know they're gonna be violated and that's right. really sad because i'm from hawaii you know like that's right. my home and like i don't want to fear my own home because i'm scared of people beating me up or killing me because of the fact that i'm asian and like it's really ironic because of the fact that hawaii is one of the states that have the most asian americans like oh yeah so the majority of people residing there are asian americans and it's sad hearing from people there to be careful of the tourists Mm. you know yeah I mean, you know, like, it's, it's a, it's a tough issue to tackle. Like, it's not, you know, like, there's, like, no silver bullet to, like, solving racism. Yeah. Right? You can't, especially you know, Especially with like, corona, it's really bad. Right, right. Right. I think it's really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's really important corona to, like, talk about like, I think corona right. is giving people, like, a pass, not a pass, but, like. An excuse. An excuse to, you know, actually carry out what they have been thinking for a lot of years. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, I, I think, like, the only way we'll solve this issue is through, you know, like, talking about it. You know, having, mm-hmm. like, a like a robust yeah. local discourse on this issue. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's not, like, a thing they'll, they'll, you know, be, like, magically, like, solved by, like, yeah. you know, like, passing, like, a certain law. Or something like yeah. that, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's an issue. It's an issue that we need to talk about, right? Okay, right. Moving move to, yeah. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. I have, I have um several articles that, or like news stories that I want to cover. That, okay, okay. Uh, you know, like Sorry. you know, it's um one of them spelt like on um, the train crash in Taiwan. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. Okay, so um, this happened like a week ago, around mm-hmm. around like a week ago. So, like, an eight-carriage train um, carrying more than 500 people crashed in Taiwan um, near the city of Hualien. I, I, sorry, I can't really pronounce, like, Chinese words. Near the city of Hualien. And um, at least um, 50 deaths, deaths have been uh, recorded. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so there, there was, like, a really, train, uh, really bad train crash in Taiwan. And um, it, apparently it, it was because um, there was, like, a truck... Mm-hmm. like on the tracks and like the train hit like the truck and uh, it derailed and yeah yeah there it's it's really tragic right because uh true, yeah. like I, i've never visited taiwan but uh mm-hmm. yeah like it, it like similar to like japan like a lot of people take the um the train to you know like yeah. move around between like cities and mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's, that's a really that's tragic, tragic new story, but uh, you know, I thought I should you know like cover the story since 
<clears throat> and it was like dominating like world news yeah. last week. So, yeah. Right, 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 righty, righty, right. I think that's uh, well, you know, I think that's most of like the major news stories from uh, okay. the past week. So should we uh, move on to the other? Uh, the main part of the podcast yep. the episode, I guess. Um, I actually realized that, like, in my previous podcast, um, I said that we'll be covering the topic of Machiavellianism, but I didn't specific specify specify. <laughs> Wait, is that a word? Specify. Yeah, it is a word. Wait. Really? I know. I know. Specify. Specify. No, specify. 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 Okay, well, we, we don't need to get stuck on, like, the pronunciation <laughs> I haven't been of, using of English for, like, like, a month, <laughs> and this is what happens, okay? Yes, yeah, it's been so. getting rusty. Your English has been getting rusty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so, um, I didn't really say exactly which part of Machiavellianism, because there are a lot of things to cover. Um, mm, so, right. I said this topic in mind, thinking of the prince the novel, mm. but the I didn't really tell that to Takayaki, so mm. this is really interesting, because we might... Well, you know, I, I, like, research, like, all aspects of, like, Machiavelli. Okay, 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 because I know most of the aspects of it, but I kind of felt bad, because I didn't, you know, tell you, like, which part That's I right. was really focusing That's on. That's right, we can, we can talk about, like, um, because, okay, okay, to you, um, our listeners that are not mm. familiar with uh, Machiavellianism, when people, like, uh, talk about like Machiavellianism, they talk about like um, one of two things, right? So there's Machiavellianism in terms of like psychology, and there's Machiavellianism as a political philosophy thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, we, you know, we can cover both of those um, aspects of our Machiavellianism. Okay. Um, I just want to start off, before we start this topic, I want to cover just a little bit about where this word even came from. Mm, right. It's from Niccolo Machiavelli. You researched about him, right? He was born in 1469, right. and he lived in Florence, Italy, and his father was a lawyer, so he received really good education. His first job was a secretary, and after Florence expelled the Medici family, this led to mm. political... Yeah, I actually don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, I think it's Medi Med Medici? Medici, okay. Medici, Medici family. Well, um, so the Medici family ruled Florence for over, I think, 60 years before they were expelled. Hmm. Yeah. So that's like the monarch that was like um, ruling Florence yeah, like, yeah. at that time. Yeah. So he was a diplomat, then he turned to a general, and then he was later accused of conspiracy and tortured and exiled when the Medici family returned to power. Right. And later on, he moved to his father's farm. I'm pretty sure. And then that's where he wrote The Prince and the Discourses. So right. That's that's just like a right. quick review on where the actual word stems from. Yeah. And Niccolo Machiavelli's life, I guess. So Machiavelli yeah. was a diplomat. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. Because mm -hmm. uh, his life, well, like we'll talk about this, like, um, you know, like more later. But, um, yeah, you know, because, like, his He life... used his life for public service and service right. of the Republic. But it's really interesting how 
his book, The Prince, like really um doesn't really uh I don't know, fit with um his experience with um the Medici or like the Medici mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's probably the Medici because family. He was, you know, right. severely tortured and right. exiled. He was like prosecuted. Well, he was, like, prosecuted, not, not prosecuted, you know, and not prosecuted, persecuted so by the young Medici family. Apparently, he wrote the prince for the Medici family and the prince that was to be in power after he was, you know, uh, tortured. Right. He wrote the prince in order to hope the new prince, which sounds really weird because he was tortured. Uh, apparently, he understood you know, why he was tortured. I'm sorry, uh, we need to explain what uh, Machiavellianism is in right, order so like, to we, return back do, to Do you want to do that? Do you want to do that since, you know, you chose the topic? Okay, okay. So... Right, so what's Machiavellianism in, in politics? In politics, it's practically this philosophy that states that a politician will not be able to be a good Christian as well as a good leader. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a way of um, kind of, you know, dismissing the narrative of there being like a correlation between a good Christian and a good political leader back in those, you know, Renaissance period, where people believe that leaders should be good. Right. And, you know, giving in order to be loved by the public and in order to rule. He stated in his book, The Prince, that he believes that a good leader should be cruel and be able to have a good reputation, strict but reasonable, and fear will always keep people in check. That was his philosophy. Right. Yeah. So he, he he's like the other, <laughs> the exact opposite of like other Renaissance like um political philosophers, I guess. Yeah. Because you know, like, because other you know, like. Political philosophers, like, over the years, have mainly, um, you know, like, talked about, like, how, like, democracy is good, or, like, how, like, you know, like, liberty, like, mm-hmm. you know. And that, like, you know, leaders values. should be fair and, you know, good and loved. Right, and merciful. He, yeah, and he really questions this idea with saying that, well, those things do not sound like someone that will be well-respected. And have mm-hmm. power over the people and keep people in check. So then, mm-hmm. yeah. right. So like, um, so like when I research, because like I, I actually didn't know like anything about um Machiavellianism. Mm-hmm. So like when I research, um, you know, like about this topic, you know, when I like read the uh, the Wikipedia page and stuff like that, um, the I, I think like the the main idea, like mm-hmm. how I interpreted the sum uh, ideas that like the main idea in Machiavellianism is that um the leader should use any means to maintain stability of the state right mm-hmm. yeah so the leader has to do anything in his power to maintain stability like stability in his um state and so that includes like, violence right mm-hmm. like be and... cruel to the point where people respect you but don't have people hating you you know like keep right. a good balance between cruelty and you know reasonability you know right right and he's basically saying that you know like christian ethics christian values like mercy like love is incompatible like it's it's 
fuck, I, I can't pronounce this word. I, I don't know why. My, my like, <laughs> my brain's not working today. But uh, yeah, yeah. So like, he's basically saying that like Christian values and Christian ethics um, doesn't have no place in politics. Right, ha- doesn't have a place in politics, basically. Yeah, yeah. He's saying that if you're if you follow Christian ethics or like Judeo-Christian values as a politician, you will be ineffective and mm-hmm. you won't, you know, be able to like maintain stability. That's, I, I think this is like a really, it's, it's, I think it was like a hot take by Machiavelli in his time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was, he was a pragmatist philosopher. He was, he, he was a pragmatic. pragmatic. Yeah. <laughs> he was a pragmatist. Yes. Basically. Pragmatist. Yes. I'm sorry. I cannot pronounce. Right. 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 Your brain's yes. not working either. But I... <laughs> yes. Really slow today. <laughs> but okay. So I want to go a little bit more in depth in who he um thought of when he was writing the prince. Can I go into mm. that and that? Sure. 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 Okay. So he got these examples from two leaders. I'll explain both of them in depth. So you got an example from, first off, okay, I can't really pronounce these names. Gra- wait. Yeah, Italian names Sabarolo. are like really hard to pronounce. Like, that's what I found out. Savarolo. Savarolo. Savonarola. Savonarola. Okay, I'm, I'm sure like we don't have like any like Italian listeners of this podcast, but, but oh, if we do, God. we're really I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm such... An ignorant, you know, <laughs> little American that can't pronounce European words. Um, but so he was an ideal Christian leader who ruled Florence for a period of time in 1494, and he was against the Medici government, and he ruled Florence as a peaceful democratic state. And he was the definition of what people considered an ideal Christian leader, and he promised that Florence will be a you know, heaven on land, practically. Mm-hmm. And this was all great. But then later, Pope Alexander hung him in central Florence and tortured mm-hmm. him in front of everyone, setting an example that good people do not win. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's just amazing. Like, like, you can't imagine, like, the Pope doing it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's so amazing, like, to, like, you know, like, see, like, what, like, the other uh, Catholic Church used to do. Like, you know, back then. It's really bizarre. Um, this really hit people home because he was a good Christian leader. What people would, you know, say now as, you know, a fair leader. But people who are fair do not win is what the prince and, you know, Niccolo was talking about. And right. the second person that inspired the novel is this is another European name. Okay. Cheger Borgia. Borgia. I'm sorry. Yeah, honestly, 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 I I don't think we're offending any Italians here. Okay. It's everyone just search it up. (laughs) So he admired him, okay? He was like Nicolo's God, practically, an Italian <laughs> politician, and so he was—he um, was actually Pope Alexander's son. 
<laughs> which is okay. Okay. really ironic. But so he was an illegitimate, illegitimate son of Pope Alexander the Fifth. Wait, legitimate or like illegitimate? Illegitimate. Illegitimate. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> my, right. my English today, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, wait, one second. He's actually not the fifth, he's the sixth. Oh, wow. So, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so he someone. would be head, Pete, like, he would be head husbands in front of their kids and wives, and he would seize property, and he would do all these things. He would. So he ordered this general to do all these things, right? And then mm-hmm. he later split the general in half and hung him in public so people knew oh, who the real what leader was. What a pleasant man. What a, what a nice leader. Yeah. I would want to know, get to know him, you know? God, um, seems like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then he would cut taxes and have festivals and build te- theaters and buy grains and tell people, get over little things get over your loss you know move forward right. you know right. i might have killed your husband but i built you a theater you know yeah yeah. look at this like sick festival that i organized like yeah like why are you guys crying like get over your little <laughs> husbands like find a new one so, <laughs> that was the kind of man he was right and, and what so okay sorry sorry no 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 so Nicola really put these two an example of what a great leader should be. Mm-hmm. Um, kill their husbands and then build festivals, you know? Have cruelty, mm. but don't be unreasonable. Right. Yeah. Right, right. It's it's really okay. Um uh, when I was like researching about this, like I, I found it like really bizarre that um Machiavelli, right? Machiavelli mm-hmm. was a uh, tortured right he he was like yeah. persecuted by the monarch right mm-hmm. by like the, the tyrannical monarch in yeah. florence right and he was like exiled and yeah. I, I think it's really interesting how like he writes like the prince like he how he like wrote the prince which kind of like um not kind glorifies of... but like how it it does like kind of like glorify like what what like the medici family like did to um you know, like Machiavelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he kind of says, like, thank you, practically. Like, you, you're you a great leader for doing that to me. And and that's <laughs> what I want to talk about right now, right? Yeah. I, I really want to yeah. talk about this, because I, I think w- while researching about this, like, after, like, because I'm, I'm, like, no expert. I'm no historian. I, mm-hmm. I really don't know much about, like, Machiavelli and his life. But mm-hmm. from what I've researched, it does sound like the prince was wasn't the prince the prince isn't a isn't an accurate reflection of machiavelli's personal political philosophy is my opinion i because i have like a few like evidence like i have a few evidence like back this up so basically um the biggest like you know like the most damning evidence i have is Mm the uh so uh, machiavelli basically wrote a letter to um a friend Mm -hmm. before he died right Mm -hmm. And when he was um, talking about, you know, like the prince and stuff like that, he wrote, uh, quote, um, I hope people would learn the way to hell in order to flee from it, and unquote, right? Mm-hmm. So he's basically saying that you have to know the way to hell to avoid hell. And I think that's an accurate um, way mm-hmm. to 
look at the prince. Yeah. Because I think I think personally, I think Machiavelli wrote the prince. Um not to give like monarchs and like leaders a guidebook to like how mm-hmm. to like rule mm-hmm. with an iron fist. But mm-hmm. I think he wrote it as as like an accurate description <clears throat> of like authoritarian leaders. Mm-hmm. And like how they how how like authoritarian like states operate. Yeah. And yeah, like stuff like that. What, what do you what that, do you think about that? So I was actually gonna ask you about this, and it's really funny mm-hmm. that you brought this up. I was gonna ask you if you really thought that you know, um, Machiavelli was you know actually believed this and mm-hmm. supported this theory and philosophy. Mm-hmm. But I think what a lot of people don't understand is that I think a lot of people think that he wrote this because he supports this idea. Right. But I believe this is my personal opinion. Obviously, everyone can have an opinion on who he was as a person. But I think he put his own, you know, personal values aside. And then he wrote a book on, like, ignoring all morals, ignoring everything, how to be a good leader. He looked, he was a historian. He looked there are multiple evidences that suggest that he was really into, you know, a, a history and past leaders. So I think that he just looked at all these leaders, how they operated, and then he just wrote something that was kind of unbiased in, in a way. Although he was tortured and stuff like that, he also understood that, um, that to be a good leader, to put one person in position, one cannot be you know, in a sense, a good person. Hmm. And yeah, there's think... this... Yeah, no. Yeah, sorry, go sorry, go on, go on. No, no, go ahead. That's your go train ahead. of thought. Oh, uh, wait, no, you can go ahead. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Well, like, I, I think, yeah, I think, like, I agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I really don't uh, have any... Uh, I, I, I tend to agree with you. And I, I think it's, it's really weird how people think mm-hmm. um, that Machiavelli actually believed in, like, what he wrote in The Prince. Like, I think he, he, he believed, in, though. I, I think he, he served, believed that this is the best way to... Well, I think he believed that it was effective. It was an effective yeah, way yeah. of, like, ruling a nation. But yeah. I, I don't think he, like, wrote it as, like, a Supported. recommendation to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he served in Florence as like a diplomat, right? To like yeah. a to like a republican government, to like a democratically elected government. Yeah. And I don't think he would like change his mind that much, especially yeah. like after being like persecuted by the monarchy mm-hmm. when it you know like came back and like overtook the um the, I the think republic. That he just wrote reality as it was. Right. Really? I think he, it, it, I think like the prince is an accurate description. Observation. Right, right. It's an observation. It's, it's not it like really a is. recommendation to, like, yeah. you know, like, leaders. Yeah, He's not saying, like, you know, hey, if you're, like, a monarch, if you're, like, a king, you should rule your people like this, right? That's yeah. not what he, what he's saying, I don't think. I think... I, I think it's similar to, like, ni- 19... Sorry, sorry, I, un- I uh, interrupted you, but uh, I think it's really similar to, like, 1984 mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, like obviously George Orwell, nineteen eighty four, 
George Orwell actually didn't believe that, you know, like a, like a political system like Ingsoc would be good, right? But he was saying that it's an effective way to rule a nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that's like, I I think Machiavelli was doing a similar thing. I don't feel like he was for or against this idea. I think it was just facts. It's just, this is the best way to rule, and this is the most effective way to rule, and, like, that's that, you know? Exactly, exactly. This quote that I really, really love is that it's a book about the price of living the world as it is rather than what it should be. Mm-hmm. you know and i think mm. we all want like to believe that you know people can be good and fair <clears throat> and rule and be loved and not be cruel at the same time you know and this would be the world that we want to live in but you know the price of living in the world that as it is and as it should be is you know the prince mm. it's just a reality that mm. You know what ethical trade-offs are, right? Mm-hmm. Do you? So it's yeah, like the sake yeah. of sacrificing the views of Christianity for effectiveness. And this is still done today when people must lie in order to keep a friendship or to ignore people's feelings in order to succeed in a job or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's just the way the world works. And it's not like a good or bad thing. It's just, you know, a different view of what we what an opportunist and like an optimistic person would want to see right uh that's that's okay i just like to give my opinion on that um Mm -hmm. i i think it's accurate to say uh to say that like um machiavelli himself wrote the prince as a description right Mm -hmm. but do, do you think do you actually like agree with his um like analysis I wanted to ask um, your opinion on this too, which is why I picked this topic actually. But all right, should I start then? Yeah, because I think we have really different views on how. We yeah, I think so. Okay, um, think so. my opinion, mm-hmm. my personal opinion, mm-hmm. is that I think it's possible to hold, you know, like Judeo-Christian values, mm-hmm. and be a good politician at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, mm-hmm. I think it's possible, but I don't, I haven't s- seen good examples of it so mm-hmm. far in history, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's impossible. Okay. Um, I think recent, in recent years, mm-hmm. we, we've seen our, seen our, we've seen leaders who act, who, who rule with empathy mm-hmm. and compassion in countries like New Zealand I think just mm-hmm. under Ardern um I, I know that like some of my friends like really like disagree with like with her policies but um I, I think like you know like they know who they are but uh <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I, I think she's been like a great leader mm-hmm. um ignore like even like if you like put aside like all of her policies like I, I, I like disagree with like you know like a lot of her policies and stuff like that. But I, I think like her um, rhetoric, her pro- political rhetoric of um you know like putting compassion mm-hmm. and uh, empathy for like before you know like um like the economy and stuff like that. I think it's really um helped her be like a great um leader, mm-hmm. right? 
because like New Zealand was like one of the um the only countries to um you know uh not get severely affected by the um the COVID nineteen pandemic, mm-hmm. and I think that's mainly because she ruled with compassion and sympathy, which is you know like an important part of um Judeo Christian ethics. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. my opinion. Okay, so before I state my opinion, I just mm-hmm. want to say a quote, okay? Mm-hmm. Sure. In chapter 15 of The Prince, um, Machiavelli revealed a less monochromatic take on the matter. And he stated, mm-hmm. if a prince wants to maintain his rule, he must be prepared not to be virtuous and to make use of this or not according to need. Certain vices could bring the prince security and prosperity, while certain virtues could lead to his downfall. Right? Mm-hmm. And Interesting. I, my personal opinion on this is that during the time that Machiavelli wrote this novel, I think his views are correct. I do not mm-hmm. think that in Renaissance era that there could have been a Christian leader that was respected and, you know, respected and insecurity of the people and the state. And I do think that his philosophy was correct at that time. Now, do I think that this is still relevant in today's age and era? Not as much as it used to be, because obviously we don't have people just beheading other leaders you know yeah <laughs> or you know hanging them in you know I mean, I, we have something forward. similar to that in like china <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> okay <laughs> but right like and... the chinese communist party oh like uh, i'll just bring this up later actually <laughs> yeah but i do agree with you that i believe that there it is possible however i think it's very difficult just because of the way that the human mind works and how people associate the word leader and respect i Mm -hmm. think it's very very like limited does that make sense Mm -hmm. i think when people imagine someone powerful and someone that is a great you know quote unquote leader they have to be, in a way, cruel. Because mm. cruelty does lead to respect, and I do believe that. I do right. believe that fear equals people's admiration to a certain mm. extent. Mm. But do I agree to this philosophy, and do I support this? Not really. But I think that if a person or a leader is too good and does not show any sort of you know cruelty or you know restrictions mm-hmm. and being strict and being able to set foot in a situation i don't think they will be respected as much as a leader that will mm-hmm. and that's something that society has to work on you know i think it's just mm-hmm. how we were raised how we look at things and i think we can change that over time but i think that will take a lot of time and I don't think it will change in a matter of decades or centuries, even. A thing I want to challenge about Machiavellianism mm-hmm. and like Machia- what Machiavelli wrote in The Prince mm-hmm. is that um, he 
talked about how violence was necessary to maintain stability mm-hmm. for the state, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's true. Mm. I don't think that's true. And like, um, I'm going to give some examples to like support, support my my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think violence, um, e- like violence from like both sides, right? From like the from the side that has authority to mm-hmm. from to you know like from like the side that's like fighting the authority. Um, I think violence is the worst possible method you can use to maintain stability mm-hmm. in even in the long term and um uh, i want to bring up uh the syrian civil war so it's mm-hmm. it's really recent you know it's not it's not like a historical event yet but uh, yeah mm-hmm. i think um yeah i want to use the under um, syrian civil war as like an example of this so i think there were this is just it's, well it's not my opinion but this is the, this is my opinion that has been formed um uh based on you know uh a lot of research i've done i think their um foreign powers um funded and supported the uh groups that partook in the syrian civil war mm-hmm. to um i guess make syria unstable politically unstable Mm -hmm. for their own benefit Mm. and i i think this is um we've seen a lot of this um in the 20th century and the 21st century and i think violence even when it comes to like you know like protesting right like is it better Mm -hmm. to like you know like to protest um, to you know like a riot or is it better to like you know peacefully protest and i think violence always when even like violence from the state or violence from protesters or like what you call like rioters always leads lead to always like leads to um instability mm-hmm. and ultimately that's what i uh disagree with the prince mm-hmm. i think even when when you like crack down really hard like it you saw that in the Soviet Union, right? Mm-hmm. You saw the state, you know, like Stalin crack down um, um, uh, on, like, the people mm-hmm. and, and uh, restrict their human rights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Soviet Union, as uh, everyone should know, uh, did fall in the at the end of the 20th century, right? Mm-hmm. So I think violence always leads to um, instability of the state, yeah. and that's why, yeah, that's what I uh, disagree with Machiavelli. I agree with Takayuki on this, um, but I do think that Machiavelli was talking about this because he was like in the Renaissance, you know. Mm, true, era. true, true. Yeah, like then, like you couldn't really like avoid violence. Like right, right. now, you can avoid violence. Like we don't see leaders being beheaded, you know. Right. That's yeah. why I think, like, when I said that, like, there should be a little bit of, you know, restriction and uh, regulation, I don't mean violence, but maybe, mm-hmm. like, setting foot on a situation, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, even yeah. if it will cost, you know, um, you know, people's goodwill, you know, 
people's good graces, I think that's necessary. But I don't think violence is necessary in that sort of, you know, term. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like, think, yeah. Like, I mean, like, mineral virtue and the belief that some violences should be okay for the security of the state, but not too often because it will build a ruthless reputation. Like, I, be- right. I believe that, but not violence in, like, physical violence. Maybe, right. like... Yeah, but, like, but not the, violence, but... But Machiavelli, like, believe, or, like, he didn't believe, but, like, he, like, in The Prince, he wrote mm-hmm. that, you know, like, it's more effective for, you know, like, the government or, like, the yeah. other king. I mean, we gotta think about where he's at, though. Single stroke, right? Like, we gotta think about where he's at, though. Like, true. he true, lived true. in an age where, like, people just die, and it's like, you know, oh, well. It was normal. Yeah, it was normal. And, like, I yeah. think it was, uh, I think how he thought was very, you know, true to his time. And, and if I did live in that time where, you know, I study a lot about this, like, um, period of time. But if I lived in that period of time, I feel like I would have agreed with him in, in the state that it is effective. It might not be, you know, good or, like, you know, well off, but it was effective because if you see here, you know, powerful leaders did do this, and they did become very powerful because of this, and not because they, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, violence was needed at this time, maybe, because people weren't very, you know, respectful. Or... So, what do you think changed between the time, between, like, the period era that the Prince was broke, and, like, now? Like, what do you think changed that and like, what do right. I think is like the same? Well, like, what what do you think changed that made the prince an inaccurate description of politics? I think the prince is still an accurate. Di- uh, di- oh, I'm sorry. Description. I think the prince <laughs> is a good description of a powerful leader, but I don't think like it is in the same sense that like in the literal sense, if that makes sense. Mm. I don't think that it's okay to be violent. And whatnot, but I do believe that this philosophy still resides today, and it's still resonant, you know, relevant today. And like, I don't think that will ever change because of just the way that we view leaders in general, like from the past. Mm. You know, it's always been this way, and I don't think it will change in a long, long time. Like, just an example, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people compare, you know, this philosophy with how donald trump rules but yeah but I, I, I don't think trump's like smart enough to like you know like, yeah he, he's take, not take this he's into really account not. he's not he's really not and like like obviously he he's not using everything that nicolo is stating because mm-hmm. if so he would be kind of smart but like he's not so like coincidentally it kind of like you know you know, you can see kind of a similarity here. That's because, like, I think we just admire people in power who are kind of ruthless and who just do what, you know, whatever they need to without thinking about the public's opinion. Yeah, I, I don't think, um, yeah, yeah, I, I really don't think Trump, like, really followed the, um, the ideas of uh, Michael Yeah, Obama. yeah, I, I don't agree either. 
because he, he, he he's like the kind of person that wants to be like loved not feared yeah you know he he, he really wants to be like loved by his um fan base and stuff like that so yeah i, I really but a lot of people in the public do compare him to you know this philosophy anyways <laughs> that's really surprising yeah and me too i read the article and like i was like, really surprised i put the link in the article uh in the google docs that i'm gonna oh really okay about, but yeah so um but I think what changed is that people don't kill other people as commonly as it used to be. Right. I think that is what changed. And that's what okay. changed, you know, the accuracy my, of the prince. My opinion, my opinion is that, like, I, I think, like, the major thing that changed between uh, back then and now is mm. that now we have the idea of um, liberty and democracy. Mm. Mm. which is widespread in the world right and i, th- I think mm. that's what changed between um the time when like machiavelli wrote the prince and now yeah and yeah i i think when and, like, people get like a taste of like democracy like they yeah. they'll like never give it up right yeah and when you know like if if you rule like um you know like a leader that's you know like described in the prince mm-hmm. like if you like like for example like in hong kong right like yeah people in hong kong had like you know like the right to like vote mm. or like a pseudo they had like pseudo democracy and mm. they had like you know like kind of like a right to vote like a few years ago but now they don't right and now they are fighting for it because yeah. they know what it's like to live in a democracy and they don't want to give that up mm. and i think that's what changed um between like now and back then Right. I'm really glad you told me that because I really didn't think about that mm-hmm. part, that aspect, and you really brought that to light. So thanks for telling me that. Right, right, because democracy was still around back then, but it wasn't like a widespread like it wasn't like a widespread idea. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's like the biggest thing that changed between now and then that that influences or, or like that you know like kind of renders the um the description. Or like the observation mm-hmm. of the prince as um, inaccurate. That that's a great, you know, observation. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, actually I, I mean, I I think I still think like the, the prince. I, I'm like I see a lot of um politicians in America mm-hmm. kind of follow the um the idea of like the um idea of like Machiavellianism. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't say Trump really yeah i i don't follow this idea but uh i really don't some politicians in america um i think does like follow machiavellianism to like a scary degree (laughs) Mm -hmm. because like they only think about like their own um uh i guess their own like you know like benefits and stuff like that right yeah and yeah yeah I mean, I think it's really uncommon now, though, to see, like, politicians, like, perfectly follow, like, yeah. Machiavellianism. I mean, maybe some communist leaders, but... Do, do you think... Okay, do you think, um, Stalin... It would be, do you think it would be accurate to describe Stalin as a uh, Machiavellian? The thing is, no, because Machiavellian says that there should be cruelty, but not, not too much where people fear you so much. You know? Hmm. And I don't think he followed that. True. Like, there should be some 
extent of um being like able being nice to be like reasonable it. yeah mm-hmm. like that was his philosophy you should mm-hmm. be strict but reasonable where people don't where people respect you but don't fear you to the point where civilians are scared right yeah right and i think one interesting thing is that um uh when i researched this i couldn't find any examples of um like political movement or like mm-hmm. um revolutions that yeah. follow the idea of Machiavellianism. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I searched like, that too. Right. There's like no examples like in history of like anybody like you know like founding like a country on the foundation of like Machiavellianism. Right. Yeah. Like that exact philosophy. Right. Because most most like political philosophy, like most ideas in like political philosophy like have like some sort of like political movement attached to it like like yeah. you know like marxism like communism you know like mm-hmm. that's a big thing like democracy and like the idea of like you know like republics mm-hmm. but like there's like no there's been like no revolutions or like there's been like no nations that have been like found upon like the idea of machiavellianism and i think that's really interesting mm-hmm I mean, I, I guess the closest we'll get is to, um, I cannot pronounce his name. Um, no, the same Italian guy that killed the husband. Oh, right. Yeah, that guy. Piaggio Borgia. Hmm. Because it was inspired off of him and what he thought. So. True, true. I guess that's the most accurate Thing, like you know leader will get mm-hmm. that follows so. this yeah. idea yeah i guess so since like the prince was like based on that guy so yeah right I guess so. right i mean okay. i think yeah it's it's really interesting wait should we um quickly right right yeah. um i think we've like covered like most aspects of unmachiavellianism in mm-hmm uh, psychology I mean, and politics. So, do you want to move on to like the psychology aspect of Machiavellianism? Okay, yeah. Uh, th- th- this part isn't that interesting, personally. I I, yeah, I, I yeah. really don't find it that interesting. Yeah, it's, the yeah same. Psycho- like, but uh, yeah. So, like, Machia- the word Machiavellianism started being used in psychology from the twentieth century. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty recent, and basically, it's, it's a personality trait, right? So, like, mm-hmm. do, do do you know what Machiavellianism is? In terms of like, yeah. Wait, can you like give a brief it's description part of, the of it? Dark triad where I'll get further into that, but um, yeah, yeah, it's where people manipulate, lie, and deceive others to have their personal gains and stuff like that, and to mm. get ahead. And it's often associated with the other two, which are narcissism and I think sociopath. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. yeah. Right. The dark triad. Right. So, like, th- this, I think, yeah, I, I really don't understand. I'm not, I'm not, like, a psychology student. So, like, I really don't, I, I don't really know what, like, I, I don't really know how to, like, accurately, like, describe the, um, the dark triad. But it's mm-hmm. basically, like, a, like, a trio of, like, um, like, personality oh. traits that are deemed, mm-hmm. like, bad, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Like narcissism, yeah. like Machiavellianism, 
and um, yeah, so like you know, like psychopathy, like psychopathy, or yeah, yeah, right, right. But yeah, basically, Machiavellianism in psychology and- basically refers to people that are like focused on their own interests, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of you know funny seeing how you know the actual person like Nicolo wasn't this, but like his name is used for this, you know. Right, I mean, right, yeah, that's... Uh, philosophy, they, like, you know, created this term, yeah. which right, exactly. probably like, Machiavelli- Right, because, like, Machiavellianism is, like, mm-hmm. viewed... It has, like, negative connotations now, right? Yeah, it does. <clears throat> but it's, yeah, yeah, it's... It's really interesting, because, like... Mm, I feel like a... Per- I feel like a leader mm-hmm. that has... That that's like Machiavellian, and mm-hmm. you know, like in the context of like psychology, wouldn't be a good Machiavellian leader in politics. Like, do you get what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, because like no, if you like if, if like a leader like always like thinks about like their own interests, and if they like prioritize like money and like power, like yeah. over like everything else, like that's not like a good Machiavellian leader. Because like in yeah. the Prince, like Machiavelli wrote that a good leader prioritizes the state. And the stability yeah. of the state over always. Kind of ironic, isn't it? Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, yeah, so like, I, yeah, I, I really don't know, like, why, like, the word, like, Machiavellian, like, Machiavellianism is used to, like, describe this personality trait, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's very accurate, but yeah. Right, exactly. But, yeah, that's, like, the extent of um, mm-hmm. Machiavellianism in psychology, right? So I, yeah. I think we covered like most aspects of mm-hmm. um, Machiavellianism today. Mm-hmm. So um, you know we might wrap it up. Do you have like, any like finishing thoughts or? Um, it was really fun hearing what you had to say about this, and like I knew about this topic for a while, but it was kind of my first time really, really diving into like you know the philosophy of it, like how what I thought about it personally. Mm. And I think because of this podcast, I was able to, like, think about how I view this. And I was able to look at a lot of lectures being done on this. And it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is, like, my first time, like, you know, like, actually, like, you know, talking or, like, not talking, but, like, researching, like, properly about, like, Machiavellianism. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was, like, really interesting. I think it's, like, a really interesting way of, like, seeing politics. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've, like, I'd, like, never um, viewed, like, you know, like, political systems from uh, this perspective. Yeah, so, like, I think it was, like, really um interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. It was, like, really, uh, it was a good learning experience for me. And I feel like learning about this really sets, like, you know, an understanding of what people lived through back in that, like, era. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reflects yeah. the government that, you know, ran while, you know, he was alive. Right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so that, that, I think that's uh that's a wrap for um, our topic on Machiavellianism. So I, I just like to give like a preview of um next week's episode. Right, so okay. next week, so I'm I'm choosing the topic next week, right? Yeah, you are. Okay, so um, right, so the topic next week is gonna be uh, mm-hmm. communism mm-hmm. versus capitalism. <laughs> okay. So I, I think I think it's gonna be really interesting. I I I, I think. This is going to be, like, I've the biggest topic to we've, like, covered okay. so far. Okay. Right, so we're basically going to be talking about, like, the uh, the, uh, the dichotomy 
This is gonna take a while on. for me to research, though. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. But I think it's, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, like because like we, you know, we both have our tons of opinions on this topic, yeah. like <laughs> the idea <laughs> of um, communism, like socialism and uh, capitalism. So this yeah, I think this really topic's gonna be really interesting. I think it's gonna yeah. be uh, thought provoking, hopefully for um, our listeners as well. Yeah. So. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Like I, I've actually like um seen the other, uh, the stats. On, like you know like the listeners to this podcast and it was like more than i, I uh, expected so you know like thanks for listening to like this podcast hopefully you, you guys, guys enjoy it yeah but, i yeah. feel like this episode was the most um like well-structured episode yet yeah i think so i i, I think we're getting better i think we're getting yeah, better we're, we're getting used to this <laughs> yeah 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 like compared to like the first episode i feel like we have oh, a structure of where we're okay, going okay. Well, one thing I want to complain about, one thing I want to complain about, on Instagram, I specifically said that you guys shouldn't listen to the first episode, but the first episode has more, has more plays, has more, like, views than the second episode, so, like, I, I don't know what you guys, I don't know why you guys People want to, like, subject doing yourself. the opposite like, of what we told them to do. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Like, well, don't listen to a third episode. Just don't listen uh, to it. Yeah, exactly. I feel guys, like guys. a lot more people will listen to it if we just tell them to listen <laughs> to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, should we uh, wrap it up then? Okay. All right. All right, guys. Uh, Thank thanks you guys for, for listening. If you're listening. Yeah, guys and gals. Thanks for mm-hmm. listening to um, our podcast. So, like, we'll be back next week with um, mm-hmm. the topic of socialism or, like, communism versus capitalism. So, uh, until then, you know, have fun. Uh, enjoy life, and I will see you guys back here next week. All right, bye, bye everyone. Bye.